Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mission and Meaning, a monthly podcast that brings you inside the important mission-related learnings and work happening around our Sacred Heart community. I'm your host, Kate Matroni-Fish, Director of Mission and Ministry. Each month, we'll bring you a different member from the school community to share about the ways in which they've been reflecting on and helping to deepen our mission. Today, we are going to be talking about affinity spaces on our campus. This is actually going to be part of a two-part episode. So today is part one, and we are so blessed to be here today with Spencer Leverett, who works over at The Prep. And before we jump into our conversation with Spencer, I want to read a quote to y'all. This is from Pedro Arupe, who is a Jesuit. And if you look through some of the writings throughout the Catholic faith tradition, you're going to see his name coming up again and again and again and again. And so the quote is, the incarnation of the Christian message in a particular cultural context This experience not only finds expression through elements of the culture, but becomes a principle that animates, directs, and unifies the culture, transforming it and remaking it so as to bring about a new creation. So today we are going to talk a little bit about some old creations and some new creations that have emerged on our campus, which are those affinity spaces. And so, Spencer, I would love if you could tell us a little bit about what is an affinity space, where does it come from, and kind of what's your role on campus in in light of affinity spaces? Yeah, thanks so much, Kate. I'm so happy to be here today. So as Kate mentioned, my name is Spencer Leverett, and I work in our Office of Mission, Culture, and Strategy with Kate. My role is the OMCS, uh, Student Services Coordinator. And so part of my role is I work very closely with our Sophie Scholars Program. And then another big part is I help to coordinate the Affinity Space Program at Sacred Heart Prep. And so that program is called SURGE, its current iteration, which stands for Social Unity Rooted in Justice. To backtrack a little bit, so my background is I started at the prep as our personal counselor back in 2019. So I got to work with all students in that supportive role as part of the counseling team. And then I transitioned over to my current role three years ago. Well, I'm actually really curious in terms of kind of that background Mm -hmm. in kind of that therapeutic setting. And I'm curious about how you see kind of the way in which something like an affinity space is not only good for mental health Mm -hmm. and good for who we are as people, but how it's actually really tied to kind of our Catholic identity and the mission of what we're doing. How does this help our students really see themselves as bearers of God? When I saw this position open up, I was drawn to it because of the potential to have a part in helping to create spaces on campus, right, where any students who might be not so sure or not so, like, steady about their identity, where they could go and just ask questions and be with others who might feel similarly. I love group dynamics and group (laughs) settings. And I just think there's like so much magic that can happen in those spaces when people are just like sharing vulnerably and that feeling of 
right? Like when sometimes when we have a question inside and we think like we're the only one mm-hmm. who's maybe had a certain experience, but then when someone else shares and then we can have, it's almost like a breath of like, ah, like I'm not alone. It's that um, kinship. It's seeing it's yourself in the other, seeing the other in you. And it's that like, we're not alone and we're not meant to be alone mm-hmm. as humans. We're not yeah. meant to be alone. That's exactly what it is. It is that kinship and that is the direct line that I see to our school's mission, right, to our goals and criteria. And it's exciting, right? When I started, right, so Surge was brand new. It started back in 2020. A group of students went to the Student Diversity Leadership Conference, which is sponsored by the NAIS, and came back feeling really inspired to kind of grow our affinity spaces here on campus. And so there was so much kind of just interest, both from students and adult moderators who also wanted to kind of help and co-create these spaces with students. How many affinity spaces do we currently have at the prep? So currently there are 13. Oh, wow. Yeah, 13 spaces. And really, if a student, if a group of students wants to create an affinity space, part of that process is talking with an adult, finding that adult moderator, creating a mission statement for their group, seeing how that the mission of that group is kind of grounded in our goals and criteria. And and what's so cool about the way that you've set this up is that you are giving the students all of these leadership skills that they are going to use in the world around them, creating a mission statement, following through. And these seem like small things, like from an adult perspective, you're like, I do this every day at work. Mm -hmm. But our students are developing and learning those skills. And so this is an amazing way for them to be able to do that for something that's super meaningful for them. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember when a few years ago, for those listening, I was the moderator for the Native American affinity space last year. And just I had two students come up and be mm-hmm. like, I I just feel I need to do this for mm-hmm. who I am and and to not feel like I'm hiding a piece of me and to like fully express my full mm-hmm. authentic self. Absolutely. And that's the whole hope and purpose. Now, one of the questions that I have, and and this is something that we hear a lot about in terms of affinity spaces, is the question of, that feels kind of exclusive, Mm -hmm. that like, you've got this group and only these people can come or only those people can come. When we as a society are trying to break down those barriers, what would kind of be a response that you would have as you're in this work with the students? and, And what are the results that you're seeing from being set up and formatted in this particular way. Yeah, I think what's so beautiful about our affinity programming is all of our student groups are incredibly open and Mm. willing to just invite in allies. A great question we are grappling with when the student leaders meet together is like, what is the role of allyship? Mm. And Really, while we want to make sure that we're centering the experiences of those in a particular affinity group, there is so much openness to the role of allies. And really what it comes down to is intentionality, mm-hmm. naming what the norms and expectations are of everyone in that group. But if people want to come and be part of a space 
there is openness there. Now, are there times when meetings are open versus closed to allies or how is that kind of negotiated or or thought about? Yeah, there are. So there might be certain topics that maybe feel more vulnerable to talk about. Let's Mm. say if a group is talking about like an experience of being a student of color, Mm -hmm. right, in, in their neighborhood or what that might look like. And For those meetings, the way that that would be kind of framed is, hey, this is what we're talking about today, and we really do want to invite those that could share in that particular topic and feel like they could speak from that I perspective. So like, oh, yes, I have experienced that to come to this meeting. Mm -hmm. And then maybe the next meeting might be a more open format where there's learning about culture and different things like that. So, yeah, there are some times when when a meeting would be closed, if that feels like it would be appropriate for that particular group. And and I think that that is, you know, it feels appropriate for, you know, both outreach, right? That's one of the big focus points of affinity spaces is doing events and helping people to understand and to mm-hmm. do education, but also to name that the ownness should not always sit on the person who has experienced vulnerability or struggle or or you know targeting that they get that space with their own community to say yo this is what i've experienced this is where i'm at and you know let's be together in that and let's honor that first before then going into teaching zone yeah that's absolutely right kate yeah And so now we have an amazing opportunity of students here to talk a little bit more about their experiences in the affinity spaces. And Spencer is going to kind of drive the bus on those interviews. Yeah, thank you so much, Kate. Yeah. All right. So with me today is Chris, who is a junior at Sacred Heart Prep. Chris is one of our core leaders for SURGE, which stands for Social Unity Rooted in Justice, and also a leader of Mi Gente, our Latinx affinity space. So Chris, I'd love to start out by asking you, how has being part of an affinity group impacted your experience at Sacred Heart? Being part in an affinity group at Sacred Heart definitely has impacted my experience here in a positive way. I've been able to connect with other Latinx students on campus, figuring out more of my heritage and to embrace it rather than suppress it. I found meaningful connections with other people around campus that I never knew, expanding my opportunities and horizons. Do you have any specific moments or things that stand out to you? Like when you think back to like... It doesn't have to just be this year, but even last year or your freshman year. Any specific moments or memories? Yes, definitely. I remember my freshman year was right when we came back from COVID in person. In the Latinx affinity space, it was only around, I'd say, five students per meeting. But now, as being a junior, definitely the affinity group has expanded. And now we have around 20 students per group, which has been amazing being able to hear from other, like, Latinx students and their experiences and creating meaningful relationships and being able to relate with one another being here at Sacred Heart. And what has been your favorite affinity group event or meeting um, so far in your time? So far is our annual Latinx community life that we have for our community. This year was around two months ago. 
was a month ago, mm-hmm. where we did a community life, and it was around the influence of Latinx and the diversity in Latin America, being able to share that with our school community, and then which was followed by a Latinx food festival, being able to taste the different cultural foods from families in our communities. And it was just really nice being able to share a part of our cultures to our SHP community. Are there any specific moments that stand out to you from that day or even in the planning and preparation? I say talking with the parents and helping them pass out food. That was really nice. I remember right after the community life, I went out and I helped out a family serve food. And it was really nice being able to talk with the family, build a connection while also spreading joy to our community. I love it. Do you remember what they were serving by any chance? They were serving elotes and I was helping peel the corn. I love it. Yes, it was so fun. You have the unique lens, right, of being both a Surge Corps leader and a Mi Gente leader. How do you feel like your leadership in both of those roles has impacted or changed your perspective of community, right? The importance of community. What ways do you feel like those leadership roles have an involvement have impacted your perspectives? So being an affinity group leader beginning last year of my sophomore year, it was my first time ever being a leader, transitioning into that. It it changed my perspective on the Portland's community because at first I really didn't focus on the idea of what's community. I was just doing it more because, you know, why not? You know, let me get involved. But over time, I realized that community is important. It's, it's what brings us together. It's what brings us joy, laughter, respect for one another. Um, and it just brings our whole community together, whether that be within an affinity space or with the whole Sacred Heart community. Is there anything else you would like to add about, yeah, your time in Mi Gente? Even thinking about, like, what if Mi Gente wasn't on campus? Do you think that would have impacted your experience at all? Oh, yes, definitely. I feel I'm really glad we have Mi Gente on, on campus. It's it's a safe space for me to relate with other students who definitely have the struggle of being a person of color at a predominantly white institution. and. Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a really nice time where we can lean on each other, relate to the shared experiences that we have, and, you know, relate to our identity, our cultures, and the similarities that we have. Next, we have Ginger, who is a junior. can't believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and a leader of both the women's group and Iris. So, Ginger... I'm going to start out by asking you, what do your affinity groups mean to you? They're both very different, I would say, in the way that we like structure our meetings and the way that we like support each other. But specifically in women's group, we like essentially bring awareness and talk about like topics that face the community of women at our school as a whole. Ever since COVID times, I found myself really immersed in the topic of women's rights, especially like in America and across the globe. So I find that women's group is a safe space where I can talk to my co-leaders and members about like these topics that we're all interested in. And we often like do presentations and just educate the community as a whole, which is really fun. And in Iris, we do similar things where we all talk about topics that are really important to us, especially in the queer community at like a very heterosexual presenting school. Iris is more like relaxed per se, like we'll do a presentation, but we'll also open up with like a check-in question and like introduce your name and your pronouns. And it's like, we can do a lot of educational content in Iris where like, about the trans legislation in America or 
all the different things that are impacting the queer community, not only at our school, but in like the broader world. But also we have days where we just watch TV shows and craft and just have a little community that's like tight knit and really fun. How has both your involvement in these spaces, but also right your leadership role, like in each of the spaces, how has that impacted your perspective and understanding and experience of community here at Sacred Heart? I think it's a little bit different being a member and being a leader, because when you're a member, obviously, you're just like doing the things in the space and just participating, I guess. But being a leader, it's a little bit different because you almost like bridge the connection between different people in your group. And like seeing those relationships almost like Mm -hmm. manifest out of like having people meet each other, like making new friends in a space, that's really broadened my like vision of what like community can be and what affinity spaces do for community. So I think being a member was obviously a really great experience and getting to like be with other people who have the same identity as you and where you can like co-experience the similar things. But also being a leader, you get to like bridge the gaps between people and like form new friendships and connections between other people of the community. Are there any specific moments of community that stand out for you, either as a member or as a leader, but any specific moments where you experienced community? In our, like, Irish check-in questions, I really feel that, like, tight-knit part of the space because sometimes we'll be like, what's your favorite fall drink or something like that? And someone will say something and everyone else will be like, oh my gosh, that is like totally my favorite too. And we'll like talk about something or like that we all like have in common. And it's like a casual, fun talking space. And just, yeah, I guess those moments where like you're in line getting food in women's group and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this presentation. Or like, I heard Kate did a great job on her research for this. Mm-hmm. It's just like little things like that. Just like talking to people and like, I don't know, kind of co-experiencing things. Yeah. How has being part of an affinity group impacted your experience at Sacred Heart? I actually have a little background story for how I became an IRIS leader. So back in freshman year, I had a really hard time making friends because I was coming from a middle school in which none of my friends came to Sacred Heart and none of the people in my middle school knew that I was queer. So it was like I almost had like a new life almost I could start. And so I didn't really have many friends for the first like half of freshman year. I had yet to join Iris at this point as well. And there was this one day in Iris called um, Ally Day. It was basically the opportunity for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Ally Day. And I mean, really, I was not an ally, but um, (laughs) it was a way that I basically met all of my friends by like joining the space and like having that little like gateway into the queer community at our school. Yeah, I love that story so much. (laughs) Um, And I love that you brought that up too, just like kind of the role of allies Mm -hmm. in the groups. I mean, you have a a very unique perspective because, right, women's group, generally the format is it is an open group, open to anyone of any gender, any identity to come and learn. And then Iris does tend to be more of a closed group, Mm -hmm. right, to just like protect the identities of different people in that space. But we do open up to allies sometimes do you have any thoughts on like the different kind of values or benefits of the different formats again totally awesome (laughs) yeah it's totally fine I like how we accept like allies and iris a lot obviously because like even if like you don't feel comfortable like coming out yet and you're like okay I might be queer but I can come as an ally to start it's kind of like an easy way to introduce yourself into an affinity space as well um Mm -hmm. I really like that yeah and women's group is a pretty broad group but 
I guess you can, everyone can be an ally for women and everyone can be an ally for queer people. So we welcome allies in both groups. Yeah, <laughs> love it. With me today, we have one of our seniors here at Sacred Heart Prep. Donna is a former Surge Corps leader and a current Solstice leader, which stands for Shining Our Light as Sisters in Solidarity. And that is our Women of Color Affinity mm-hmm. Group. Yep. Okay, so Donna, welcome. And why Thank don't we you. start off, if you feel comfortable just sharing, what does your affinity space mean to you? My affinity space means a lot to me. Uh, kind of, I joined freshman year, so I kind of had this whole, you know, four-year journey of being a part of it. And for me, I would say, most importantly, it means belonging. Like, I've kind of found my sense of belonging in the affinity space and my sense of kind of self-confidence, I would say. So for me, I would say solstice means overall growth and self-confidence development. How has being a part of an affinity group impacted your experience at Sacred Heart, especially as a senior, right? Finishing yeah. up your time here. Yeah, I think affinity groups have overall just been a space where I can kind of just take time and be a part of something that's not so crazy and so academic and rigorous. It's such a nice like break I get to take to kind of reflect on who I am, but also get to know other people who have similar experiences that I do. And I think it's overall just introduced me to like self-care because I've kind of just taken time to really reflect on who I am, which I feel like I would not survive high school if I didn't have affinity spaces. And it's really great. So what would you say has been your favorite affinity group event or activity in a meeting that you've participated in so far? So thinking if there are any specific memories that pop up for you are really meaningful things there's a lot I would say as a surge core leader we worked a lot with the Pacific Islander affinity space to do the luau and that was great because most of my friends are Pacific Islander so not only am I kind of bonding more with them but I'm helping them share their culture with the community and it was great just overall just you know planning out the event decorating and doing these small things that turned into this like beautiful presentation of their culture and I would say that's an event that was amazing and also recently we did the Latinx food festival and that was great Um, especially because I have very good relationships with all the Latino parents here and they all know me whether it's like I they know me through their kid or whatnot and it's just really great seeing them feel comfortable being part of our community. Also seeing my own mom come in and bring food was great because my mom doesn't really come to the school very often. So it's really great that she's able to feel this sense of belonging in the community as well. Yeah, I love that. And I love what you're talking about too is like, right, I know there's so many meaningful things that happen during your Solstice meetings. Yeah. And what you're talking about though are these other opportunities with different affinity Mm -hmm. groups to also build community. Yeah, definitely. So that's really great. And then... Finally, how has being an affinity group leader changed your perspective mm-hmm. on the importance of community, right? So your role yeah. as a leader, and if it has, in what ways? I didn't go to Sacred Heart Middle School. I went to a different middle school, and over there, we didn't have any sorts of opportunities to participate in affinity spaces or these kinds of things. So I kind of came in here with affinity spaces being a new thing. Like, I didn't know groups could be like relating to identities or things like that. So um, kind of 
having this new world open up for me was great because I never took into consideration how different my experiences can be at school because of my identity, but also the ways in which my identity empowers me to be successful in academics and leadership, et cetera. So I think being a part of Affinity Spaces has been great for that sense. And also coming in as a freshman, I became really inspired by the leaders of Solstice who were then, who are now like sophomores and juniors in college, which is crazy. But they kind of introduced me to a new kind of leadership. I had only participated in student government, which was pretty, you know, the kind of leadership is so different from being a leader in Affinity Spaces. So they kind of taught me that leadership is also nurturing and creating a sense of family. And that has kind of stuck with me as I've become a leader in so many different aspects of our community. Yeah, and it is true. I've gotten to witness that. (laughs) Um, What would you say, right, are some of those ways that you nurture others? There's so many different ways. I think kind of just through our meetings with Solstice, just like, giving advice almost to the underclassmen of how to continue, you know, academics and to be like on top of their things is one way I feel like I'm expressing that love because I am understanding of how difficult it is to be a woman of color at Sacred Heart, but also like convincing, not convincing, I'd say motivating other students to use that as motivation. So there's a lot of ways in which I can like through giving advice or almost like just kind of being there for other people and being in, being open ears to listen is a way that I kind of show that love to others. Awesome. Thank you, Donna. Is there anything else you'd like to add about the affinity spaces or your involvement in Surge? Or... Mm-hmm. I guess I really wanted to let the Sacred Heart community know that it's the affinity spaces on campus are such a beautiful community. And it has brought me to now be, you know, a senior, applying to college, et cetera. But it's helped me establish so much confidence and so much purpose in who I am. So I highly encourage being a part of Affinity Spaces. Huge thank you to our students for coming in, sharing their time. This is all after school. So our students are coming back when they are, you know, in homework mode. So thank you guys so much. I want to point us back to our quote that we started our session with, the one by Pedro Arupe. The incarnation of the Christian message in a particular cultural context, this experience not only finds expression through elements of the culture, but becomes a principle that animates directs and unifies the culture, transforming it and remaking it so as to bring about a new creation. Ultimately, when all is said and done, we are co-creators with God, right? God kind of set everything spinning and was like, have fun, humans. And that's our job is to be in relationship with a loving God. And so our job then is to be co-creators with God, to say, God, you've given me these aspects of myself, my identity, my culture, my gifts, my skills. So what do I do with them? Each one of us is a unique combination of a variety of factors that we were made for a reason to use those factors together. 
And so when I look at affinity spaces and people ask the question, well, I'm not understanding, you know, is it a club? Is it something more? Is How does this fall into the mission work? Why is this something that your mission department does as opposed to student activities? And my response is really that these are spaces where we can really understand the fullness of who we are, be our authentic selves, and be able to contribute in ways that are unique to the common good. That each child that walks through this door can see themselves as a bearer of God, celebrating their unique gifts that they bring to the table. And so in our next session, we will have the opportunity to talk with the middle school affinity spaces. They started at the high school many years ago through groups like IRIS, the women's group in Puma, which was a multicultural space, and have expanded to 13. And now they've also expanded down to the middle school and even some of our parent community groups. Because we know that it's important to welcome all pieces of this beautiful creation that walks through those doors every day and to honor that. Make sure that you subscribe to Mission and Meaning. We release a new episode each month and make sure to tune in next month to see kind of the full scope of what our affinity spaces are. Thank you so much for tuning into Mission and Meaning. If you have any questions or thoughts, please reach out to the Office of Mission, Culture and Strategy at omcs at shschools.org.